0: those who hope and believe in you hope that you're a dog with a cover Joining us now is the legendary Tom Oates to discuss Braylon Animal. Uh Oatesy, good afternoon Good afternoon, Homer uh, I say this uh, in a positive way, but I needed someone old who has seen all the great Wisconsin running backs and uh, I'm assuming you can go all the way back to Rufus the Roadrunner Ferguson or maybe I'm... Uh, is there one even further back that you would... Uh... Uh, there's one slightly
1: further. He played with Rufus Ferguson, Allen A-Train Thompson. Okay, yeah, that'll work. I do if you remember A-Train. Uh, yeah. And, uh, he ended up playing in the NFL for a
0: while. Um, and then Rufus and Billy Merrick and uh, on and on and on. And on and on and on. I don't know why, and I'm guilty as well, that there hasn't been more attention to Braylon Allen in terms of The level of greatness. He is the story of the team, given what he did as a freshman and the thought of what he might do this year. Yet, I don't know that it has been presented that way. Well, I think people saw enough
1: last year to understand that Wisconsin is probably going to have the same old Wisconsin running attack. It always does. Because Braylon Allen was really good, and and uh, people are expecting him to make a step up, which is reasonable. He's fairly new to the position, uh, having only played there like one year in high school, and then last year. So, uh, I think there's a good chance he'll be he'll step up. But I think people expect that after seeing him last year. There's other parts of the offense that people aren't so sure about, and that certainly has dominated dominated the discussion.
0: In 1,300 yards, he averaged almost 7 a carry. So, Kenny, is 2,000 uh, and 7 yards, 8 yards a carry? Running backs generally get better, uh, especially when they're as young as he was. Well, he will get better. I don't
1: think there's any question. Like I said, he really only played running back one year in, in high school and, and then last year at, at, at the Big Ten level. Um, I, I don't think there's any question he'll be he'll be better. I think you, if you put a running back the caliber of Braylon Allen behind a Wisconsin offensive line with Wisconsin's offensive scheme, two thousand dollars is certain or two thousand yards is certainly doable. But I don't think I, I, you know, but I don't think that'll happen. And I I think it has very little to do with him. But I don't think it'll happen. Why not? Uh, several reasons for that. I, um, first of all, there's a guy named Chaz Malusi. Who's his uh, co-conspirator as a running back, and he's a really good running back. He's going to take up a lot of carries, and uh, I, I, you know, I don't think uh, Allen is is going to have to carry the ball thirty to forty times a game. I think Malusi is going to get fifteen carries a game, so uh, maybe the workload will be split up, and that might uh, work against him gaining two thousand yards. There's also the injury factor. He was dinged up a little bit last year, Uh, and you know it's always a question with running backs. And the other the other reason is, I think the running backs are going to catch the ball more out of the backfield, and that might uh, take away from their carries a little bit. And uh, part of the new offense, uh, I think, is to incorporate the running backs more into the passing game. Uh, I think that'll be one of the tweaks they make. So. Uh, you know you might see uh, uh Braylon Allen targeted five times a game I don't know but I I do think that might take away from his his touches he'll get touches they might just not be uh
0: rushes shouldn't he get is it changed that much shouldn't he shouldn't he feel the same way that Ron Dane did like hey coach I don't want to run for this many times um
1: you no, know,
0: Homer if you look
1: if you look at their best offenses in recent years it was when they had two or three great running backs I'm going you know you go back to, right. to the James James White, Monty Ball, Melvin Gordon, uh, John Clay there was a whole run of of running backs in there where they had uh they had two or maybe even three uh pro caliber running backs and not only pro caliber but really good NFL players. And and uh that was those were the best offenses they had when when uh when they had those kinds, starting with uh Paul Chris last couple of years as as offensive coordinator, when they had those kinds of running backs, that's when their offense was really humming. So I, I think it's uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of handing the ball to some guy forty times. I don't care how good he is. And I know Ron Dane was Darn near indestructible, and but when you have uh, quality guys, well, you, you need to find ways to use them. And I, Ches Malusi showed a lot last year uh, potential as a as a second, uh, you know, a change of pace second team running back. So I would, I it's it's I don't know, it's just not as simple as saying this, you got a great running back, you know, hand him the ball forty to fifty times. That may have worked 20 years ago with Ron Dane. I don't think it works anymore.
0: Uh, I'm I'm not going to argue with you. Talking with the legendary Tom Oates, are you retired or not retired? Or do you actually still write stuff or or do anything?
1: No, I really haven't written anything. So you can call me whatever you want. No, I'm calling you whatever you want to be
0: called. retired,
1: retired.
0: No, I'll go with legendary. I like legendary. Um, (laughs) All right. Let's go with legendary retiree. Yeah, legendary retiree. <laughs> uh, let's I'm getting go. Getting good
1: at it, I have uh, to say.
0: Uh, I uh, that's a, that surprised me. I always worry that people, when they retire, will get bored. You're not bored. You have things you want to do.
1: Well, we have a lot going on.
0: So. Okay. All right. Well, that answers it. Uh, at the offense. I've even asked, but wasn't thinking. Of, but I will. So, what are people going to notice about the change in the offense, if anything?
1: Well, I hope. That Bobby Ingram brings some NFL, more NFL concepts into the into this offense. You see a lot of um, uh, bleeding over between college and the NFL these days, and and uh, the modern NFL offense stretches the field both horizontally and vertically. And I don't think the Badgers offense the last couple of years has done either one of those things. And I think what you what you're going to see is. They're gonna they're gonna make teams play the entire field. Defenses play the entire field, and you do that um, any number of ways. But part of part the way they do it, the biggest way they do it in the NFL is they throw the running. The running backs are an integral part of the passing game. I mean, look yeah. at the look at the damage uh, Jones does in Green Bay. I mean, that's that's terrific. And um, hopefully they'll figure out ways to, to get defenses to. To play the whole field and not line up with eight in the box and and nobody deeper than eight yards off the line of scrimmage, which what's a ha- lot, of, which is almost exactly what's happened the last two years. You know that, of course, depends on a how much uh, Bobby Enger can bring to the offense and also how much Paul Chris will let him bring to the offense. But it also depends on improvement from Graham Mertz. There's no question.
0: Talking about Graham Mertz, who came in highly touted. I, I just don't think he's very good. I don't. There's. There. I just don't think he's special. I don't. Know. I think of uh, so many other Badger quarterbacks that didn't come in highly touted that are just better than he is. Um, I, I I can't think of anything else because Paul Christ has always done great with quarterbacks, and I don't see how well. But this is different. I, I don't think. I, I just don't think. I don't think there's anything special about him. Your analysis.
1: I didn't see any jump from his first year as a starter to his second year as a starter. And that always makes you wonder if there's not a uh, a ceiling on his ability level. I, I don't think he has great feet. Uh, I do think that when his first read, he doesn't find his first read, he tends to push the yeah, panic. Yeah, what does he have that's
0: great? Give me something. Give me anything. Yeah, he's, he's a big, strong guy with a okay. big, strong arm. All I, right. Uh, but he... But, so far, he's Joel
1: Stave, you know, and and you know Joel never really was able to overcome his biggest problem, which was his feet, and he threw too many interceptions. And I think I think Mertz is the same way. Uh, this will be an this will be interesting uh, whether if, if he does indeed have a, some new wrinkles on offense, and 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 they're not as predictable. I'll be interested to see if if that makes him better because in retrospect, you know, people can say what they want about his receivers but Jake Ferguson was a big hit in Dallas's camp and Kendrick Pryor was good enough in Cincinnati's camp that when he got cut Jacksonville picked him up and we all know that Danny Davis made a strong impression in Green Bay until he got hurt so they had receivers last year uh, a lot of this is on Merks and I you know I know they're college kids you don't like to you know heap all the pressure on on one guy or whatever but a lot of this is on Mertz. He's got to. He's got to take a step up as a player,
0: right? But I don't know. I, I don't know what he's shown you to think that it's going to occur, other than how highly touted he was coming out of high school. Well, I think if you look, when the play goes according to
1: plan, uh, he's he's a pretty good thrower. All right. It's when the, it's when the play gets off script a little bit. That, that he has problems. That's why I compare him to Joel Stave because I thought Joel had the same problem. Uh, a lot of his interceptions came when when he uh, had to move a little bit and didn't get his feet back under him and threw an Ill, ill-advised or wobbly or, uh, or soft pass that was then intercepted. And I've seen a lot of the same types of interceptions out of Graham Merckx. And, you know, you just have to learn to play with what you've got. And, you know, you don't have to be a scrambler all over the place. Look at, look at Brady and Dan Marino and guys like that. They weren't scramblers, but they knew how to, they knew how to avoid the rush and, and maintain, maintain their throwing posture and their, and their balance. Uh, and I don't think Mertz has done that yet. So, you know, you, you can always hope.
0: You can always hope, but uh, <laughs> you—it's you know, you know, amazing. You can always hope. You've never hoped before in your life. I can't remember the last player that you said, "Well, you can always hope," yeah. but I'll—I'll uh, I'll take it for hope because, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the flip side of it is Homer, with
1: Chase Wolf going down with an injury, uh, they don't really have a plan B yet. I mean, I you know. Hey, I was impressed with the kid from Franklin in the state tournament last year, but you know what? He was playing high school football last year, so let's not kid ourselves. Um, So they don't really have what I would call a great plan B at this point. And so it's, it's, it's really, it's heaped on merch. It's that simple.
0: Yeah, well, I'll remember this. The legendary Tom Oates, we got hope. You can always hope that's when you got nothing else. I don't worry about the defense. They have a spectacular coordinator, and no one can understand why he's still here other than he loves Wisconsin. I don't know who the names are, but they're going to be great. Jimmy Leonard
1: loves Wisconsin. It's going to take one heck of a job to pry him out of Wisconsin, and that might not even be possible. But he loves loves Wisconsin. He loves Madison. Uh, He loves the program, the university. He's a terrific defensive coordinator. I think they're going to have the most athletic front seven they've had in a long, long, long time this year. Uh, A few questions in the secondary, although I think the emerging star of this year will be Hunter Waller, the safety from suburban Milwaukee. Wow. And uh, uh, I just don't, you know, it's to the point with Jim Leonard and the defense right now where you just don't worry about it. Yeah, you
0: didn't mention Hope once. With Leonard, you didn't mention Hope. (laughs) <laughs> you don't, need, I don't any... need to hold. I know. I that's know. right. Yes. That's right. They need a Jim Leonard at quarterback.
1: Uh, all right. I don't know.
0: They'll be. He did play quarterback in high school. He did everything. He was. Um, and so the record lose. It all depends on how good the quarterback play is, right? As to how many they lose.
1: How good? How good the quarterback play is, and how much the offense, uh, the new wrinkles that were added on offense how much of an effect they will have. We won't see that until the game start. So uh, those are the two things. I think I think they're the two most vital things with this team. And, it, you know, it all comes back to offense. They haven't played offense very well uh, in the last two full seasons.
0: All right, legendary Tom Oates. Remember, hope. You always got hope. But when Tom Oates says hope, that's not the best sign. All right, O.T. Thanks. All right, Homer. See ya. Tom Oates. Yeah, we learned something today. Next. You're listening to Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN.